there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Off and running here on a Wednesday. This is Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up today on the program in 30 minutes, Josh Applebaum is going to join us. VSIN sports betting analyst with an NFL market report. Nigel Seeley in two hours. A beautiful breakdown yesterday of Argentina and why he thought the number was too low on Messi's squad. And they advanced to the finale of the World Cup. He does have a play today on France-Morocco. Find out what that is. At that time, and Mike March today in two and a half hours, he is very high on a team in the NFC, Paulie, which is where we are going to begin. I don't think anybody was surprised, but the news became official yesterday. Kyler Murray tore his ACL on that game Monday night against the Patriots, and that loss for the Cardinals. He is out for the year, and again, who knows how long it's going to linger in the next year. And uh, they take on the Broncos this week. Colt McCoy is going to be the starter. How about uh, Cliff Kingsbury's quote yesterday? McCoy is so smart, uh, and he he could take my job as coach one day. You might want to be careful with that, because that could happen <laughs> within the month. But that total is down to 36, and I think it has to be. Oh, wow. But uh, So they take on the Buccaneers on Christmas Day. That's one of the special weeks here at Circus Survivor that's up to three, you know, $6.1 million, and only 30 people are left now. Yeah, if our buddy E's watching, I'll take the plus 250 that uh, someone doesn't get a pick in. Uh, I'll take a shot there. I mean, that is hard where you get things, life gets in the way. I know $6 million, but you go Christmas Eve on a Saturday and you're going to have the pick in the next day. That's the thing, right? So you cannot forget about that here. And using proxies are so important. Yeah. Christmas Eve is its own separate week compared to Christmas Day. So you got to have that turnaround if you advance on Saturday and then bam, do it right away on Sunday morning on the games on Christmas Day. So you think there's going to be somebody who doesn't get it in? Snap possible. You never know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Holidays, travel. I don't know. They, right. But uh, that were, you have $200,000 worth of equity. There's uh, $6.1 There's 30 people left. The enemy within. The alias. 
There was someone with two alive. Oh. He has $400,000 of equity. He has already used Tampa, and he's already used Kansas City. So he'll probably, double option would be in play for him if he still has two. And uh, he has the Chargers, the Colts, and he has one Green Bay. Now, do you use Tampa Bay? I mean, this is this is wild who you, because so many people have out of the 30. The Chargers, Colts available. Right. I can't imagine you use the Colts. But uh, why would you get involved in the Denver-LA game and only five people, five have Miami? That's it. That's and it. And of the people who have Green Bay, it's not many. Right. But they need to be considered this week, Correct. Monday night against the Rams. There are only four who have Green Bay. Right. Which leads us to this, yep. according to Michael Silver, now with the San Francisco Chronicle. I, I can't believe that this is happening, but he points out, that Tom Brady has held private meetings with the skilled players on Tampa's roster without the coaching staff in attendance. <laughs> he reportedly makes changes to the game plan uh, before the game, while the Buccaneers coaches don't see this until kickoff. Quote, the night before each game, well, this is what he wrote, Brady runs a separate meeting with the Bucs skilled players during which he goes over the game plan, makes tweaks to assignments and formations, and provides a revised blueprint uh, one which first-year head coach Todd Bowles, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, and the rest of the staff are left to discover in real time once the game begins? Is this possible? I mean, Michael Silver's been covering the league for a long time, so he's not going to write it unless he has concrete you know, sources and evidence on that. It's unbelievable. Wow. Right. Well, remember when you just... If a team is desperate or you get the superstar treatment like Lawrence Taylor had with the Giants... And even what with Clemens, I'm only playing home games that one year. Yeah, with the Astros, but this is off the charts. Where it's like, yeah, you know, you can find out once the game happens what I'm going to do and the changes that I made, which doesn't speak well of uh, Bowles or F- uh, Leftwich either. And you know, we'll get to this later, but we have the hundred thousand dollar blackjack tournament tomorrow, and you draft based on where you finish for Super Bowl future, a free roll on the draft. I would have Tampa twelfth. Now, considering they could have a home playoff game. But I just what's going to change, right? The offense is broken. Uh, right. What, what's suddenly going to happen in January if they're there about, oh, watch out now. It's time. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how bad they've played. Yeah, unless they catch we, a couple of breaks, create turnovers on the other side of the right. ball. I and mean, that's... Your, your breakdown yesterday said it all about they should be the lowest scoring team in the league. And and I, I, don't, I don't see how they can beat Cincinnati Sunday and how even if they can win this division that they could give Dallas a game. Yeah, I mean, again, as bad as they're playing. Not only, again, to point out what we did yesterday on the show with that team, I mean, lowest scoring team in the entire league is a real possibility. They've had like five or six things go their way late in games just to score. And as a result of those late scores, they've also won games. They could easily be, easily have three wins right now, be three and 10 on the year. Yeah. Now, yes. I know, you, again, you could do that with a bunch of different teams, but. Uh, this also, like, Brady had this whole thing with Miami lined up that nobody knew about, and Sean Payton, with that secret meeting on the yacht for, with Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, a couple years ago, and it took a while for that story to come out, but it did. So he he just, he realizes that, look, I'm the GOAT, I could have retired five years ago, yeah. but I decided to leave New England, and now I can do whatever I want, and sure. if you want to, look, if you want to talk sideways to me, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah. if you want, this tells me that if Brady wants to play somewhere else next year, he'll easily leave Tampa Bay to go somewhere. Yeah. We know where this organization was at, then I show up and we win a Super Bowl. That's right. right. So, yeah. yeah that's, I play one year in the NFC, I have as many rings as, as uh, 
uh, Rodgers. Michael Jordan did not have as much hand as Tom Brady has. Like yeah. nobody, LeBron doesn't have as much hand as Brady does. I mean, if the guy wants to play and tell whatever, I mean, it sounds silly. He's 45. He was nearly the MVP a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look pretty this year, but also like it's a total there. I mean, Mike, you're right. That does not speak well at all to Todd Bowles or, or Leftwich. Yeah, no confidence in wow. the coaching staff. None. And how much, even though, but he, man, he's got to be tough to deal with, though, too, because he didn't like Arians. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy doesn't like anybody right now. Yep. What's going on? But that is, that is hard to believe that that goes on. And uh, if you're on the team, you're just like, okay, it's Tom Brady. Well, watch him win a low-scoring game this week. And then it's going to be, look at there. You see, you can't write the yeah. Buccaneers off. In like a similar score, right? Like 17-14. They come back, whatever, 16-14, something like that. They're trailing late. They come back. They put they get a P.I. late. They've done nothing the whole game. And look at that. Brady goes yeah. 85 yards in two and a half minutes to win the game. Yeah. It's still risky to use them against Colt McCoy, though, on Christmas. Yeah. I, I don't as disagree with that. they've played. I mean, it's, who's to say they don't have the division in hand as well once we get to that point? Yeah. So uh, this well, is fascinating. That, that's why this week is so juicy. Yeah. Uh, if that scenario that I just laid out doesn't happen this week and they lose the game again, the three and a half point dogs yeah. at home, if they lose and Carolina's a favorite now by a couple of points against um, yeah. Pittsburgh, well, then there's Carolina in the driver's seat. Yes. Excellent job by you with that. And also the Goff uh, breakdown, comeback player of the year. And thanks to everyone chiming in. He uh, DK put it up, another book locally here put it up, and he's now 30 to 1 at DraftKings. Yeah. Comeback they- player of the year. Nice job by DK yesterday. Right away, as soon as we were done with the show, they put it up at 40 to 1. So that was the best number that you could find anywhere. I saw offshore, people were posting them at 10 to 1, 14 to 1. I saw 16. I saw 25, but DK was the uh, best number to post at 40. They took a couple of bets, evidently, by going down to 30 to 1. And I need to uh, reiterate, because I had a lot of people reach out to me yesterday after that. And they were asking me if it makes sense at the number that they could find. And I said, well, listen, again, keep in mind that the whole point of this was Jared Goff might not win the award, but my whole point was Geno Smith should never, ever, ever have been $9 to win the award when, again, it's it's a very... Yeah. Like, if they had most improved player, Geno Smith, would he would be minus 10000 right now. He would win most improved for this year, I believe. But you can't have this market where, like, there's no real fine print. It's kind of loose with the jargon and uh, the verbiage here, right? Comeback player. What's he coming back from? Like, that's a big question, Mark. And generally, this goes to a guy who came back from an, uh, a serious injury, like McCaffrey or Barkley, who's second on the awards uh, or on the board right now. But Geno Smith could never be nine dollars when you have a guy at the same position who's really coming back from being really good. He fell off big time to the point of where a team that won a Super Bowl traded him, and they won after that. And now, like everybody wrote him off, and he's really good again. Like that's coming back from something, adversity. Uh, Geno Smith never came back from anything other than being a backup. So. That the numbers never made any sense. That was my whole point. Will Goff win? I don't know if he beat Sam McCaffrey yeah. or Barkley, but... Yeah, it doesn't make sense because you look at the five guys that are listed. One was horrendous with Goff, so much so that he was good to think he's going to be a backup now. And then McCaffrey, Barkley, and Henry coming off a serious injury. And Geno's never done anything in this league. That's correct. And been a total bust. So it is bizarre. And my uh, comparison yesterday was most improved in the NBA. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense how we're... How we how we put these guys in the category? That's here. right. I mean, Morant was a hell of a player to begin with. Right. So I just I think that honestly, I don't think that comes down to liability. Like people were not pounding Geno Smith to win Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. It just turned into well, Geno's playing really well and he's going to win. Well, why is he going to win? Why? I mean, it, the it, other it, question we asked was because he wasn't on the board when we discussed it. Was can someone has it happened where someone's won an award and he wasn't even offered? That's right. And people brought up the Perez with the home run title, which he shared. 
uh, dead heat with uh, Guerrero, but the, this, sure. I just I found it very interesting that it was down to five players yesterday, and Goff was playing out of his mind yeah. after another great Sunday right, against the right. Vikings, and like he, you got to put him up. He also called for this last week to lead the league in interceptions. Mills wasn't available, and then finally a book put it up, and it was fourteen to one. And then Mills gets in there and he throws an interception. Now at DraftKings, Mills is plus one seventy five. Yeah, but then Lovey's doing this. We're cutting a bike in half, and we're going to split reps. He's going to do the quarterback carousel again this week. Right, unbelievable. Well, that guy, Lovey Smith, is not going to be the coach no. next year. No. I cannot imagine that he's going to come back and be the head guy. And Pierce is out two weeks. Yep. And, and, and so, now you're going to be going with two quarterbacks. Yep. Splitting the, the snaps. The sports slate is packed, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like their first hockey goal insurance. Uh, Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com and check out their World Cup daily bet and get, where it is a whole new game. Paulie will recap some of the betting action from last night and win some, lose some. Coming up next, how does this keep happening in Las Vegas casinos? It's the third time in the past month. Details on that coming up. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. VSEN, the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber, only $79. Get access to everything we do through the big dance of the madness. You also get $20 if you sign up today. VSEN gear, hats, shirts, mugs, other gear at the online store. Daily recap, top plays, every host, every guest. Deep dive betting reports, limited time offer. Get the perfect sports betting holiday gift and become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Full access through the madness 
VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, Wednesdays at this time, Josh Applebaum joins the program, VEASAN betting analyst, and you can catch his two podcasts here on the network, host of uh, Morning Bets and Market Insights. Uh, Josh, good morning. Thanks for the time as always. Let's begin with a huge game that we have tomorrow night, Thursday night football, primetime, Niners on the road against the Seahawks. Uh, evidently, we're not going to know if Brock Purdy is going to play until tomorrow. He does have that oblique. I think he plays. I could be wrong on that. Uh, looking at the screen right now, I'm seeing San Francisco either priced at uh, you know minus three twenty cents or minus three and a half, and the totals up here a little bit to forty three and a half. Uh, you going to go with the Seahawks here? You going to go with the home dog in a divisional game? What, what's your approach to this game, Josh? I am going to, and Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. So I'm going to take the points here with Seattle. You mentioned a lot of factors in this game, but most important thing to me, guys, right now is if you look at that three and a half right now with Seattle on our VEASAN board, it's plus three and a half, minus 115. And Mitch, you made a great point. Some books are three. We actually had an opener of minus three San Francisco. Uh, We saw this line move up to three and a half, but all the juice is really juiced up toward the Seattle side telling me that, hey, if you like Seattle here, you don't want to wait until tomorrow night. This hook may evaporate pretty soon here. So we all know the key numbers in the NFL, three is the most common market margin of victory. Hooks are so important. If you're on a dog, if you lose by three, you want to cover that number. So I'm looking at grabbing the three and a half right now with Seattle thinking it's going to fall. A couple things going on right now. Big public play towards San Francisco. They're getting 77% of bets across the market. Makes sense. They're nine and four. They've won six straight. They just rolled against Tom Brady and covered that number. So it's kind of a sell high on San Fran and also kind of a buy low on Seattle. They're seven and six. They've lost three of four. You just lost out outright to Carolina 30 to 24 as a four point favorite here. So I like the fact that everybody's taking San Fran, but we are seeing kind of this buyback towards Seattle. We talk betting systems quite a bit, guys. A lot of matches here on Seattle. If you look at primetime dogs this year, they're 25 and 17 against the spread, 60%. Divisional dogs, 40 and 26 ATS, 61%. Pete Carroll in particular when he's a dog. He's 5 and 3 ATS this year. He's 46 and 29 ATS in his career, 61%. Also, another system I've kind of dug up here. If you're a home dog getting three and a half or more, this year you're 30 and 14 against the spread, 68%. You also mentioned the injuries, guys. No Debo Samuel. Maybe he comes back late regular season here. Uh, Purdy, I expect with you, Mitch, that he's probably going to play, but could be a little banged up. Kenneth Walker, on the other hand, for Seattle, one of the best rookie running backs. He should be good to go. He was a full participant yesterday. And Kyle Shanahan, as a favorite, he's just 21-28 and 28 against the spread, 43%. So in a big division game, super contrarian play at home. I'm going to take the three and a half right now with Seattle, thinking by tomorrow we may be getting down to three. All right, you can get a better, get the best of the number. Aren't you concerned that they couldn't move the ball in the first meeting and they can't stop the run? That does definitely concern me here, Paulie. But again, kind of put as a market-driven better, I put a lot of faith into this market, just saying, hey, despite kind of those disadvantages, we are seeing this buyback again towards Seattle. So the other thing you mentioned, though, I want to hit real quick is the total. Mm-hmm. You know, we have seen such great unders here in primetime games. Mm-hmm. They're over 60%. Outdoor divisional unders are even better. They're close to 70% this year. But as as Mitch mentioned, this thing went up a little bit, 41 and a half, up to 43 and a half. Is there a point where maybe we get to 44 and start to see some buyback? It's hard not to take these unders here, but got to admit, with some over money that came in on this total. Yeah, divisional game unders have uh, done very well all season too, uh, although I went three and four last week. How about the uh, game on Saturday? Maybe Huntley plays. Uh, Watson's been awful so far, and we're seeing the rust with Cleveland. What do you think of the Browns laying points at home? 
I'm going to take the points here with Baltimore, guys. A couple reasons to like Baltimore. Number one, you mentioned it, uh, Paulie. We don't really know the quarterback here. Tyler Huntley did go through the walkthrough yesterday, but he's kind of a limited participant. Don't expect to see Lamar Jackson anytime soon. Maybe he's he's not deemed out officially, but we were kind of thought to believe it would be a two-game absence for him. This would be the second game. Anthony Brown's a, a kid from Oregon who would play if Tyler Huntley can't go. What's notable to me is even though you really have these question marks for the Baltimore QB, all liability seems to be on Baltimore here. We actually opened Cleveland Browns laying three at home. And again, pay attention to the juice. They're all all the juice is leaning toward the Ravens here, plus three at minus 120. It's actually a pretty good number because I see a lot of books down to two and a half. And that's notable because line is going toward the Ravens despite not knowing who the QB is. But I think it's kind of a play on maybe the, the system, the culture of the Ravens here. If you look at Harbaugh, 3 0 ATS as a dog this year, 43 and 29 ATS. In his career, divisional dogs we just mentioned with Seattle, same thing here, 61%. Public's right down the middle. They don't know what to do. They, they're kind of worried about the quarterback with Baltimore. They still love Deshaun Watson, but he hasn't played great. 50-50 bet split, yet line is going to Baltimore in this one. It could be a tease play, 2.5 up to 8.5. You'll go through a couple key numbers. But here's one stat for you guys. For whatever reason, I've been trying to ask Sean King and Mike Pritchard and our former NFL players here as colleagues, what's up with these Saturday games? Because there's a big advantage to road teams. On Saturdays, if you just go back uh, the last decade, road teams on Saturdays, 31 and, and 16 ATS, wow. 66%. So I'm not really sure what the reason is for that. But for whatever reason, these road teams have done pretty well, both dogs and favorites. So angle there would be toward Baltimore. Also, keep an eye on this total, guys. Maybe a low-scoring game, yep. 40 down to 38 and a half. Uh, outdoor under i'd be leaning under there especially with a tease up play or if you are if, if you miss the three on baltimore about the same exact thing josh Obama, our, our guest here on follow the money is visa the sports betting network okay so i bet this game on the look ahead last week figuring that dallas would blow out the texans and the jags could easily lose to tennessee it was the worst case you know scenario for me there possible cowboys lucky to survive as 17 and a half point favorites and the jaguars played the game of uh the year for them i mean and they blew out tennessee mm. Now that number moved down from six, and it actually moved to six and a half last week, down to four and a half, I see, at some spots, or five, with a total now up to 47 and a half. You figure that there's going to be plenty of Cowboys fans in Jacksonville for this game, but it doesn't matter. Who do you like here? So I'm going to take the points here with the Jags, and I'll caveat this, Mitch, by saying I don't love the fact that, you know, Jags are coming off a big win. Dallas is off a really bad win where they're, as you mentioned, a 17-point favorite. You almost lost that thing. Imagine how many, uh, how much live betting there was on the live money line for Dallas to come back and win that game. I know the books were hoping for an outright loss there, even though obviously mm -hmm. the Texans covered that number. But to your point, uh, Mitch, this line is dropping toward Jacksonville. As you mentioned, minus 6.5, minus 6. Whatever opener you want to use, we are down to four and a half right now. Now, looking at our VEASAN board, maybe this thing gets back up to five if it's bottomed out so much. But I'd be looking toward this home dog with Jacksonville. It's a big public play on Dallas. You know, always going to be a big public play in general, but they're getting 70% of bets. So the public still sees Dallas 10 and three, Jacksonville five and eight. They say, hey, this is a short number. Let's just lay the points here with the Dallas Cowboys. But the line's going to Jacksonville, only 30%, yet they've fallen down to four and a half. That would be a sharp reverse line move, taking the points here with the Jags at home. The stat that I've loved, we mentioned it before, but if you're a home dog getting three and a half or more, you're 30 and 14 against the spread this year, 68%. Also kind of a bad ATS, good ATS play. The Cowboys are eight and five against the spread. Jacksonville's only five and eight ATS. To me, I want to buy low on the teams that don't cover a lot because they're undervalued and sell high on the teams that do cover a lot, like Dallas here. Also, guys, keep an eye out for the total. A uh, little bit of over money. Open 46 and a half. You're up to 47 and a half. Right now, 75% of bets, but more than 90% of the money is going over here. Both these teams are kind of top half in the NFL in terms of pace. 
Uh, so be more possessions, being able to score more often. And we have seen both teams go 7-6 and six to the over. But I'm looking at the points here with Jacksonville. Maybe you can wait and get a 5. You can tease them up 4.5, up to 10.5, go through multiple key numbers. Uh, but I'm looking at the Jags plus the points here at home. Very good. Uh, you can get Josh's two podcasts here on the Visa Network, uh, Morning Bets and also Market Insights, wherever you listen to your podcast. Josh, thanks for the time as always today. Uh, best of luck this week. Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. There you Thank go. you. So Seahawks. Ravens, Jags. He's going to go with three dogs this week on his plays here in this spot. Uh, I don't know. The the Ravens game against the Browns. I'm going I, back and forth on the game. I'm sorry. I got to see who plays quarterback. And me too. Right, yep. On. And then also we have the news on uh, J.K. Dobbins too. Yeah. Uh, when he told the media yesterday, quote, it's still not me all the way back. I'm going to uh, continue to get better, and hopefully those 100-yard games will start turning into 200-yard games, maybe. End of quote. He had 15 carries for 120 yards last week. He was also, he told people that uh, if he was fully back, he would not have been caught from behind in the long run that he ripped off. So, I don't, I mean, short term here tells me the guy's not close to 100%, and they're trotting him out there as a big part of the running game. Now, he, he had a big game last week, but, I mean, as we get closer to uh, January in the playoffs, uh, what's he going to be looking like health-wise then? They're an interesting team because, uh, again, when they're healthy... Can they make a deep postseason run? I say yes. Remember, all their losses, they've blown double-digit leads. Or or more than one score, rather. Up, up nine late yeah. against Jacksonville. So imagine what their record could be, right? Well, I, and then I, they're I mean, underdogs again, but it's like Harbaugh's a great coach. No matter who the quarterback is, they're competitive. Find a way to win last week. Yeah, let's not forget, that was 20-3 to against Buffalo. Right. And the Bills could do nothing. And, oh, by the way, it was 35-14 fourth quarter against the Dolphins. Right. And they're up 10 against the Giants in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they totally gave that they're game away. They're up 9 against Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, I look, mean what, look what this record could be. I think when they're healthy, I think most people know the Ravens can at least play with anybody on the field. Uh-huh. Like, in this league, they can match any of them. Yeah. Will they win? Who knows? But they can be in these games. And you got to like, you know, some of the moves they made in this season to help the defense. And they, you know, certainly yeah. helped out so far. Uh, it's Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll look at the best and worst ATS teams across uh, several sports, including college teams playing in bowl games this weekend. The second, third, and fourth best teams ATS across the entire country are all in action. Numbers and details on all of it coming up here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back at a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Use code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200 with wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. The First Bet app's easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at VEASAN.com slash horses. Support the sponsors, please. Sign up now. Uh, a lot of casinos just go the easy route when they give back to their players and their high rollers, and anyone can give away a car, and everyone can come out with, well, we'll give you this and a gift card and a comp to mm-hmm. night stay and whatever. What Derek Stevens uh, does for his players, it, they go above and beyond, and the job and the creativity here by Mike Palm and Derek Stevens, and number one, I mean, they have – I just – Finished, made the final table in a blackjack tournament. They do two of those. 
You were in that Ultimate X tournament that they have. They do two of those. How fun was that? It didn't work out for us, but at least that was fun. But what the, all the tournaments they have uh, and how they give back to their players is second to none. But this is off the charts. What they're doing tomorrow, and A-plus, and thank you, Mike Palm and Derek Stevens, what they are doing tomorrow with the creativity level in, in this blackjack tournament and what's involved is, is off the charts. Tomorrow is Derek and Mike's Holiday Invitational $100,000 blackjack tournament here at Circa. There'll be a maximum of 12 players in the tournament. The 12-player field is based on 11 invitations by the casino based on slot table and sports play. The 12th player will be determined by a play-in table composed of three on-air personalities from VEASAN. It'll be me, Amal Shah, and Sean King. The play-in table will run simultaneously with the first round of the tournament on Thursday evening and have the same tournament rules. The player with the highest score from the play-in table will join the other 11 players in the main tournament with their play-in score counting for their first round. Second place at the play-in table, go, uh, and then we get a little, some free play, and it goes on and on from there. Each player will be issued $5,000 in tournament chips at the start of each round. Betting limits are 100 to 5000 per hand. All bets must be in $100 increments. We just saw this with your buddy Kevin, who shoved all in on the first hand. The guy at the uh, at the end of the table on third base did the same thing. Guy played one hand, he advanced. After what we just did with uh, all those tables uh, in the, okay. the $50,000 blackjack tournament last month across the street. Right, so the bottom line is, of the people that are going to participate, the top 12 eventually are going to get kind of fake money, you right? You are four, that, that's going right. to be the reward. Yep, there are four rounds of play, and then based on the chip count, then you go... The chip count from one to twelve, and then the prizes will be awarded in the form of a free bet with Circa Sports, and it must be wagered on a future bet on the winner of the Super Bowl. The wagers will be placed in a draft style based on placing in the tournament. The draft will begin Saturday night. The first place finisher will place their twenty thousand dollar free bet on their selection to win the Super Bowl. Each player subsequent player will have 60 seconds to make their selection the second place finisher will then place their $15,000 free bet can't be the same team obviously on the team chosen no think uh, of it, up next right well, think of it as a fantasy draft yeah once that team is gone they're picked they're gone you can't be using it again and you have 60 seconds they thought of everything is there a Minnesota Vikings situation remember they didn't get the picking in time if you fail to make your selection in the allotted 60 seconds, you fall to the bottom of the selection order. Okay. I can see somebody not showing up for the draft. That can also happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it goes Thursday night, two rounds Friday, one round Saturday. And also, you're talking, this is not an MIT class reunion. So you're going to see bizarre This play. is not the blackjack ball? No. It's the exact opposite. Well, you're going to see some people like to light money on fire. You'll see some, we see bizarre strategy all the time in other tournaments I've been in. You might see people who say, eh, I'm a Jets fan. I want the Jets. You could see everything here about the draft. But my question to you and the audience, and we want to hear from you, what would you do now where you have to, you get a free roll on a Super Bowl bet and based on, again, where you finish at the four rounds of play in the blackjack tournament, then who are you going to go with? Okay, so give me your pecking order then. If you win the blackjack tournament, if I win the tournament, and you finish and have the first, number one pick. I you, put twenty thousand dollars on the Eagles. You are at plus four fifty, because I I not 
The NFC is a hound's breakfast. I am likely to be the one seed. I'm confident I'm going to be the one seed. I might have to beat Mr. Irrelevant in a playoff game, in the NFC title game, or maybe Dallas. Who knows? But I'm, I would take the Eagles at plus 450. Okay, so the discussion here is, are you, I think people are going to come back and say, no, Paul, you need to look for a team that has, quote, higher value than that or a better value than that. Give me a team that's 15, 20, 25 to 1. What would you say to that? I say no. Because I, I, I'm high on the Bengals like you are, but the Bengals are 11 to 1. The Bengals might not even win the division. Right. And also, I mean, this is what, because it's not, this isn't August and this isn't coming up. This is Saturday. And there's a lot of unknowns here. So, I mean, the goal to me, it's, it's to win the money. And all I know right now is that the Eagles are the class of the NFC and they're going to have home field. I, Chiefs would be two, Bills would be three. I don't know who's going to get the one seed, I know how that's going to play out. And not to mention, if the Bills do get the one seed, weather could come back and bite them in the butt. Right. And I'm high on the Bengals, but the Bengals might not even win the division. Yeah. I think if there's a team that can go anywhere and play and win, it would be the Bengals. Yeah, like and last I, year. That's and I think, sure. I think the Bengals can win a 16-13 game, or they can win a 35-31 game either. I would say the same thing about the Bills, but I'm concerned about how Allen has looked as well. Oh, I'm definitely concerned about the offense right now. How would What would you do? I give you twenty thousand dollars. It has to be on a on a you Super know, Bowl. I, I would say this. You know, let's let's pretend for a second this was back in August when okay. you're going to look. Actually, then would be a time to look at the Eagles as well. Yeah. See, I agree. I I agree with what you're saying. And our buddy Fitz says it's a free roll. You have to take a shot uh, back. Now, I'm not saying I, if I win this, who, but because he said with his rankings, and I sent him my rankings, but he said you have to start thinking about you know a team in that twenty to thirty to fifty to one range. Like who would his team be though? Did he get like? Does he want Baltimore? I think, again, if you're picking first overall... Well, it depends where you're picking, though, too. And also, you you might walk in, and to me, you could be handed a gift. You might might have the third pick, but some high roller could say, eh, I'm I'm from... You never know. I'm from Baltimore. Give me the Ravens. Oh, I'm from Miami. I'm a Miami fan. Give me the Dolphins. You might see something like that happen. You never know. Paul, there are plenty of Cowboys fans out there. That's true. That could come in as well. Where it could go, this draft could very easily go, like, either... Or it could be a guy from the Bay Area. It could go Dallas number one or San Francisco right. number one. And then you could very easily see guys that come in, and, women, whatever. They're like, oh, I got to have the Chiefs and the Bills. So this could go like Dallas, KC, Buffalo, and then picking fourth, you might have Philadelphia or San Francisco or the Bengals right there. So I don't even think that you want the number one pick overall. I think you'd rather finish like third or fourth or fifth based on something like that, expecting somebody to go with Dallas and not take Philadelphia. Could be wrong on that. But popularity of teams and other by the way, players mm-hmm. might buy into what Fitz is telling you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look at the favorite on the board. They might want to go down with a 10-to-1 shot yeah. or a 15-to-1 shot. And as I said with the rules, I mean, this is a mix here with the invite only. You know, the other thing, too, is the scenario that you talked about, and I, we'll see if our buddy Evan shows up. I mean, you know, Evan, as we talked about, had won $300,000 on, on that halftime bet when he was making it rain and, and you guys were having fun. Does, does 20000 mean anything to Evan? Is Evan going to fly in just for a Super Bowl bet and come in? So you have that angle, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And if there is a no-show or a guy who doesn't participate, you could have two VEASAN people I would ask you this. in this thing. Let's say you're picking beyond number six. I think we can all pretty much yeah, agree okay. the top six will go like in any order. Philly, KC, Buffalo, San Francisco, Cincy, and Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. So if you're picking seven, it starts to get tricky and starts to get fun at that point, in my opinion. I went, I went with Baltimore, 20-1. to 1. That's who I have seventh as well. Fitz didn't agree, but 
But I, I said, listen, uh, they've, they've blown every loss. They've had the, the big lead in the fourth quarter. You have to respect the Ravens, I think. And they could win the division. Who did he go with at seven? He, th- he doesn't think he throws them out. He does? Okay. Well, he does he like out. Minnesota? Because the, like, no. the, the pecking order beyond six goes yeah. something like Baltimore, Minnesota, Miami, the Chargers, the Titans, the Buccaneers, right. Commanders, Lions. I mean, it's like after seven or eight, you're like, ah, what do I do? He wants, from a betting, from an odd standpoint, he wanted me to upgrade Miami, the Chargers, and Washington. He wanted me to lower Baltimore, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Yeah. I have Baltimore seventh, Minnesota eighth, Tennessee ninth, Chargers tenth. Yeah. Chargers are 50 to one. Tennessee's 50 to one. Vikings are 25 to one. Ravens are 20 to one. The problem is, I'm not so sure. That, I mean, the Chargers are $2 to make the playoffs, sure, but they might not make the playoffs. That's possible. So would you rather Absolutely. take a, Do you want to take like a 50 to one on the Chargers, yeah. or do you want to take. I don't like the Vikings, but do you want 25 to 1 in the Vikings, a team that's going to be in the playoffs? Right. That's. Uh, and then, like at the back of the AFC, Patriots aren't going to the Super Bowl. Patri- no. But that's. Do the Jets get in? I don't know. But the Jets at 125 to 1, I think the Jets could win a game or two with yeah, Mike so White in that defense. So Washington is 75 to 1. Well, they handed Philly a loss. Yeah. Heineke's playing well. All right, so we'll get your feedback on yep. this coming up next. What's your? How do you? How would you approach this now? Again, a Super Bowl future draft. One team is picked; they're out. You can't pick them again. It's twelve teams deep. What would you do this time of year? Are you looking for a little bit of value? Do you want to take teams at the very top? Where would you prefer to pick? FTM at vcin.com is the email on Twitter at vcin live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly 
DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 free bets instantly. Download the app. Use code VEASAN when you sign up. Got to be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. Here we go. He is the GOAT. Nigel Seeley joins the program now. Uh, good mate of the show. Been on here now. He called Croatia back in March of 2018. Said, get on him now. It's 66-1. to 1. They made the final that year. This season with us uh, back, what, a good month here? Now, lad, you said get on Argentina 6-1 to one to make a run. You never panicked after they lost to Saudi Arabia. You're like, calm down. It's going to be okay. And boy, did they look good yesterday. Don't be a moron, but <laughs> moron. That's what I said. <laughs> I, uh, I did panic. I might, look, I, I might look as though I didn't panic from the outside, but from the inside, I was definitely panicking. Um, I was slightly worried about the performance, but... Um, I knew they would come good at some stage. They were on a 35 unbeaten run coming into the World Cup. You don't go unbeaten in 35 matches and suddenly become a bad team on a bad performance. It was the first game of the World Cup. Uh, expectation was on them and it didn't perform. They've gradually got better and better and better. Uh, they won 2-0 in both of their matches after that. Uh, then they won 2-0 again in the last 16. And then they ran into Netherlands in which they were 2-0 up as well in that game. And then they took four players off thinking they'd won the game. And everyone thought, hang on a minute, they're finished. Well, they've had four good players on the bench. Uh, and the Croatia side had used just 15 players in the World Cup throughout the tournament, come through two penalty shootouts, two extra times, and never expected to be in that position. And I felt that the class would always come through. Uh, I, I'm, I was worried. Don't get me wrong. I was worried. I was worried about the performance by Brazil. Brazil were brilliant in the game that they won against um, South Korea. I was worried about that performance. Uh, and I'm also a little bit worried about the French. But I knew that Argentina wasn't a bad team. And uh, with Messi in their ranks, they're always going to be a threat to anybody. And we saw last night that, in my opinion, the, the best player in the world mm. showed exactly what he can do. And he changed the game around for them. It, they didn't have the best of runs until the goal went in. And when they got that goal, they just hit the foot on the accelerator and won 3-0 in a comfortable cruise. So are you saying, because we talked to you about this before the break as well, I thought that was their A game. I thought they looked incredible. But you're saying they can actually go up another gear or they can actually play a little bit better? better? Why do you think that? Because I think for the first 25 minutes, they played with fear yesterday. Croatia had all the ball. Uh, Croatia dictated the play. And then suddenly when they got the confidence behind them, you see what the Argentinians could do. And I think if they play with a little bit more confidence, they could really put on a show and beat anybody. Uh, I think they're the best nation in the world currently. And um, I think France are a close second. I'm very intrigued if France get through today, how they're going to price that World Cup final up. Because I think that's a genuine 50-50 call. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if anybody overreacts with France and what we've seen over the last six or seven games... Uh, then I would take that as a task. And I always go back and I, and I keep reflecting on this. And it's a very, very important thing when you bet. You know, when you I bet on tennis and I bet on golf. How I would pick better match at the beginning of the tournament shouldn't really change much how I bet the match in the final stages. Because the team, the person I thought would get to the finals got to the final. The team that I didn't expect to get to the final, the semifinals, hasn't got to the semifinal. And we overreact to the dog. And we undervalue the favourite. And um, if we asked at the very beginning of this tournament, if it was Argentina against 
France, Argentina would be heavy favourites. Well, not heavy, but they would be favourites to win that game. So if the market shifts and gives the French uh, the advantage, and it's definitely a bet. But I, I genuinely feel if we get to a World Cup final of Argentina and France, I think it's a 50-50 call. The second time we ever interviewed you, terrific breakdown. The second time we ever interviewed you, you said hedgings for gardeners. People have been reaching out. Uh, what, what, what do you suggest people do if they took your advice on Argentina to win it all? I think the first thing, whenever you hedge a bet, you have to make sure it's value. There's no point in taking a cash out when there's no value. You have to make the odds and think the odds, are they value for me to get out of it? And the second thing is Christmas is around the corner. You know, we're, the things are a bit tight for people. If you need the money, take the money. You know, you know, if you can let it ride, let it ride. You know, I, I think everyone's perspective on hedging, everyone's perspective on cashing out is down to the individual. I don't think that we should be, I, you know, I shouldn't be telling someone who, who, who needs the money more to, mm -hmm. to, to, to cash out in their opinion. So I think it's all down to the individual. But the first thing you have to do is you have, it has to be a value pick. So if the game tomorrow is, if, if we get to the World Cup final and it's Argentina against France and it's minus 110 each, I don't think we should hedge out. But if we can get a decent price from France, then I think we should hedge out. So it's all about, the, the, the first of all, the odds. And then secondly, about your position as a, as a better. I think that's really, really important. I don't, you know, if, if you need the money, take the money. We've beat the book already. We've got the money in the bank. The one thing I am, I am slightly concerned about is my pick. I don't know if I gave it on the show with you guys, but I definitely gave it on the VEASAN website and the, on the previews I give. And that was on the player of the tournament. Because what FIFA like to do, they like to share things around. Mm. They like to... Um, Give, they don't want Messi to win the top goal scorer, the player of the tournament, and the top assist. They'd like different players to have that. And I saw last night that Messi was minus $4. Now, we bet him at 12 to 1. Mm. At minus $4, there's definitely a case there to bet Mbappe or another player or to cash out on that position because what FIFA do, they, like, they don't want one man to monopolise every single market. They like to share it out amongst everybody. It's very rare you see one person win every single, mm. single award. So for that market, I'll probably think about hedge, uh, hedging my position. But on the outright market, uh, I'm not so sure. Okay, fair enough. What do you think happens today with uh, the French side? As you said, probably the second best team in the world right now, maybe a little bit behind Argentina. This Morocco side has been a lot of fun to watch. They have surprised almost everybody. And you pointed this out, I think, right away, Nigel, when you were there in uh, Qatar, you said, I think the Mexican side and uh, the people rooting for Morocco, the two heaviest fan bases there watching uh, these matches. So what do you think that's going to look like today, and who do you like? I also said that the Argentinians were the most heavy. That's, right. that's right. They were the three teams. They were the three that were really heavily supported. I think you have to take a look at what Croatia did last night. Now, Croatia have been fantastic in the group stages. They've done well. They dug out a lot of heart, a lot of spirit. They played with desire. But ultimately, that's, you're going to run out of legs. And that is exactly what I think here with this Moroccan side. I think they're going to play with huge amount of desire, huge amount of heart, but they're going to run out of legs because you can't keep doing it. The Moroccans have got three players potentially out tonight. They've got one suspended, two injury concerns. For a very small squad, when you consider that the Croatians have played 15 players, Morocco have only played 18 players. So out of the, the three of them are gone. 
So that means they don't really fancy the other four players. They're not really, they don't really give them, you know, not really a, a think they they could say should fit in the role. So I think this is a, I think this is a perfect example of what we saw last night. I, I believe that France, these are World Cup champions. These are players who played at the high level in the Premier League. They're people who are high players in the Champions League. They're not going to be really too bothered about the atmosphere they're going to have because week in and week out for their clubs across Europe and in the World Cup, they faced that before. And I think Mbappe will rise to the occasion last night and what Messi did this, uh, the, um, last night. So I, th- I think I think France will win. I, I just think the Moroccans will run out of legs. Uh, I think they're not only playing for their home nation, they're playing for a continent. Every single Arabic country uh, it wants Morocco to win. They're suddenly under the, the global spotlight in terms of media attention, which none of these players have ever seen. The French, the Argentinians get it week in and week out for their clubs and for the national side. And I think suddenly that becomes too much pressure to burden. And I think this, we'll see a very similar match to what we saw last night. I think for the first 25, 30 minutes, I expect Morocco to half and puff and be brilliant and, 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 every, and the crowd get behind them. But I, I think as soon as the French score the first goal, I think it's going to be one-way traffic. And I expect France probably to win to nil. I can't see Morocco scoring in this game. They played against the Portuguese. Portuguese had about 17 shots in that match. Couldn't convert anybody, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. The goalkeeper had a great game. The goalkeeper's been brilliant. This fantastic in Spain. But I just feel that against the world champions, this is a huge, huge pressure game for a bunch of players and the nation that have never been in this position. So for me, I saw Bet Riversworth this morning even money, France minus one. I thought that was a cracking wager because I think they could score the early goal, go on and win two or three, and, and you, you would cash. And you'll get the push if they won by one goal. And that is in regular time only. Bear that in mind, it's only a regular time. But I think it's going to be a very similar situation to what we saw last night. I think the cream is going to rise to the crop. I think the showdown on Sunday will be between Messi and Mbappe. And I think it's been a brilliant tournament for Croatia. A fantastic tournament for Morocco, but one game too far against world-class opposition, and I think that's what happened this evening. Very good. You're the best. Where, where are you at right now? It looks like you have like gold-plated mirrors in your suite or something like that. Yeah, this is like, it's, it's a really, really little place in, uh, in, uh, it's in uh, the uh, raffles in, on the Palm in Dubai. It's absolutely amazing. We're at the water park today. Which has been fantastic, and then uh, we're back on. Uh, we watched the World Cup final here on Sunday, and then back on uh, Monday. Oh, very good. But a beautiful, sweet, lovely. But just, I, I think better should not get carried away with what we've seen over a five-match period in a, in a one-month tournament. Look at what you've seen over the last three or four years, and the two teams or two nations that have been top of the world in the last two or four years between two and four year period hmm. have been Argentina and France yep. so don't get your mindset thinking about Morocco what they've done in this tournament or Croatia what they've done in this tournament the big boys are coming to play great advice he's on Twitter at Sealy underscore Nigel thanks mate good luck today take care guys thank yep. you we'll recap last night's betting action with win some lose some coming up next here and follow the money it's VSIN the sports betting network This is Follow the Money on VSIN.
Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet Beeson's Horse Racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wager to more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at vsun.com slash horses. Sign up now. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's a pleasure now to be joined by Mike Martz, former NFL head coach, Super Bowl winning coach in this league, now an analyst at the 33rdteam.com. Coach, thanks for the time today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning, and thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Let's, you got let, it. Let's begin with uh, what you've seen so far. It's a very small sample size from Mike White, but my goodness, Coach, he was absolutely destroyed in the game against Buffalo last week. I saw a lot of the comments uh, from the players after that game. They all respected the hell out of this kid. Does he? It's, again, very small sample size here and only a couple of games to go on, and if you go back to last year as well. Does he remind you of any players that you had when you were a coach in this league, either an OC or a head coach, that were – you know, not giving a lot of credit. Not people didn't really like respect them, but came out of nowhere to really impress people. You know, those are my kind of guys. I had four or five of those guys in the league, and they're the ones that've been knocked around a little bit. They got something to prove, and they're smart and they're talented. And for whatever reason, if you're a late round pick, you're, you're basically tabbed as a potential backup at best, and you got to disprove all those things. And, he, and Mike certainly did that. He reminds me of Kerr, it's a little bit like. What Kurt did. Here, here's the thing that's amazing about Mike. Remember now that offense, that, the offensive coordinator has passed away. The receiver coach has never coached receivers, and the quarterback coach has never coached quarterbacks. So he's doing all this with virtually kind of feeling his way out, but he, the ball comes out so fast. He's so decisive. He's accurate. He's tough. Uh, the, the reason he got knocked around so bad is they, they had some real horrendous mistakes in blitz pickup. And they had guys coming free right up the gut on them three or four times, and you just can't have that. that that's, a, that's a coaching area, era, and it's just unfortunate. It does happen. You get surprised, but that has to be fixed on the sideline immediately. But you think the Jets will be fine with Mike White maybe moving mm-hmm. forward this year and if they get into the playoffs? You know, I'm a big fan of his. You know, I, I just watched him. Here's what I've always felt. When you watch a quarterback – play a whole game like he did and beat and play and beat the blitz and do all the things that are difficult, make throws under duress, things that the really good ones do. The average ones don't really do. The really good ones do. He has those traits. And if you get out of him once, you need to get it out of him every week. And I, I think it's there. I, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I like everything about this kid. And, you know, hopefully they'll stay with him. Well, you're the perfect guy to ask because what you did in 99 was incredible. Uh, Trent Green goes down, everyone thinks the season's over, and then you turn this into the greatest show on turf and you win the Super Bowl. And what happened with Warner that you won with an Arena Football League guy? Now, what do you see with Purdy now? And is he your kind of guy, Mr. Irrelevant here winning games? You know, here's the thing about all those guys. Um, It's all in preparation. You know, as long as they know exactly – where the ball's supposed to go in each pass play and what their responsibilities are, and that you don't cloud up. As long as you're specific in, in what you're telling the guy and your reads are. And I've been in some of those rooms. Uh, when I retired, I traveled around a little bit and visited some guys. And I, I, I'm telling you, I came out of some of those quarterback rooms. I didn't know where the ball's supposed to go. you got to be very specific with these guys. And if you're specific, the ball will come out real fast. They'll know exactly what to do. And if a guy that's talented, and tough like he is, and they're accurate, 
uh, they'll play well. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Purdy's just like Bulger, that story, mm-hmm. Bulger, uh, you know, we, Kurt went down and then his backup, Jamie Martin went down and Bulger hadn't taken a snap all year. This the sixth game of the season. And I told him it's his turn. And he said, it's about time. I remember he hasn't taken a snap. He's just been in the meetings and we go in and, and beat a, an unbeaten Oakland team that went to the Super Bowl that year. And he, he went 98 yards and threw a touchdown pass in his first series. So it's about preparation and having the ability and then just having that determination that this is my opportunity and I'm not going to blow it. To follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Mike Martz, our guest, former NFL head coach, won a Super Bowl in the league as well. Great offensive coordinator on top of that now with the 33rdteam.com as, uh, as an analyst there. Okay, so how do you think, and we're going to see this at least one more time this year in the regular season, maybe a second time in the playoffs, how do you think the Cowboys match up with the Eagles on paper, then on the field? And do you see any weaknesses at all in Jalen Hurts' game at this point? I don't see any weaknesses in Philadelphia at all. Uh, I think uh, the issue will be the Cowboy offensive line against the Eagles' defensive front. Mm. I think that will determine everything. I, I do think that the Cowboys match up very well against receivers. I like their secondary. And I, I do think two things about the Cowboys, the offensive line. And in the past, you know, with the speed that they have on the edges, it's very difficult to get the ball outside in the running game. But inside, they've been pounded a little bit. And, you know, they've, if you're patient and do what San Francisco has done in the past to teams like that, you know, you can hurt them and keep them off the field offensively and, and that sort of thing. So but I will tell you, the team I, don't, I would not want to play right now is the Detroit Lions. They're playing as well mm-hmm. as anybody right now. That's a great story. I'm in, I'm in a blackjack tournament. If I win it, I get a $20,000 Super Bowl bet. Who would who would oh, who wow. should yeah who should I bet who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh wow wow huh. Well, I still think that uh, I think Philadelphia is a safe bet, but I, I I know you think I'm crazy. I I love the see when you're on fire and you get momentum. The pretenders in September, contenders in December. That's the old saying, right? Okay. All you got to do is get in. Remember the Giants back, I think, in 05 or 06? Remember they started off, they were under 500 halfway through, and they won the Super Bowl. Well, it's, it's, you know, I'm telling you, Detroit in the last five or six games, nobody's played better than them. And they made a change on defense, and it absolutely helped them. So who, anybody can get, you know, it's just get in the, get in the dance, so to speak, and play your best football, anybody can win it. Okay, you, you, the Eagles. You like the Eagles' path, though. One seed, win two games, they're in the Super Bowl, though. That, that, yeah, I don't yes. think they're. I think they're clearly the best team in the league. I think it would be yeah. very difficult for Dallas to beat them. Um, I just don't know if they're physical enough. They match up speed wise, but you know, I, I do think that they have the advantage they have over Dallas. I believe that uh, the Eagles really do a good job formationing and isolating defenses. A little bit like like what they do at Kansas City. They do a great job with it, as does San Francisco. Do you think Detroit beats the Jets and Mike White? Yes. You do? Wow. Okay. Okay. What's your pecking order? Here's here's the thing about Detroit, guys. Nobody, remember, that wasn't a fluke, that that game last week with uh, Minnesota. That was no fluke. No. That's a team only lost two games. The game I'd like to see right now is Detroit and Philadelphia. I mean, they... They're putting up 30, over 30 points a game. Who does that? Nope. 
you know, Kansas City, and they're better on defense. I just uh, – here's the thing as a coach I watch. The first thing I watch is the energy that a team plays with. Okay. And if they can keep up in a game, it doesn't ebb and flow. But Dallas has always had that ebb and flow effect. Philadelphia always keeps that energy up. But, they, you know, they almost got be here while they were just a tired football team. Detroit is just hitting their stride. They're a scary team to play right now. We have about two minutes left. I love this Bengals team. I bet them to win the Super Bowl a while back. What is your pecking order in the AFC? Where would you rank the Bengals like uh, at the top with the Chiefs and the Bills in mind? Oh, the Bengals are, are the best team in the AFC in my mind, wow. period. I mean, I think that they're – it's just like we're talking about momentum. They stumbled around the gate, coming out of the gate here early in the year, and they just had some injuries. And now with Chase – with a receiver back – those two receivers combined with Mixon coming back, they're playing solid defense, and that quarterback is, uh, you know, he's one of the top two or three in the league right now. So, uh, you know, there's, you know, Kansas City can't beat him. You know, it's kind of like the hold that San Francisco had over L.A. for years, right? So yeah. I just think that uh, it's probably going to come down to Cincinnati and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Cincinnati and Philadelphia. I'd sign up for that. Yeah. Very good. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. That'd be a great he's, one. Yeah, yeah. he's at Coach underscore Martz and also does a great job as an analyst for the 33rdteam.com. Coach, great catching up with you today. Thanks for the time. We appreciate that. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great job, Coach. Very strong. You got the it. Bengals are the best team wow. in the AFC. You know, he's right. Well, he's right about the Lions, too. I mean, this, it just those damn close losses early in the season, right? They loom large. I mean, the, the loss to Minnesota, blowing that game to Minnesota. Uh, the the tight loss on Thanksgiving. You mentioned the changes they've made, but uh, well, defensively is where it's at. I mean, right. offensively, as long as like I, I want to see what it looks like again. Maybe in bad weather against a good defense this week against the Jets, they're going to score points yeah. in, in good conditions. The defense, though, for the Lions has been like a revelation going back to last yeah. month. They've won five of six. The loss at home Thanksgiving to Buffalo, back and forth, twenty eight twenty five. And we saw the game. He's right. Week one, they lost 38-35 to Philly. I, I would say that was a little misleading. That was a blowout. Was, uh, yeah. But they came back. All right, up next, we'll uh, run down what we're betting today and beyond with uh, in-pocket plays here. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.